there. I'm I'm excited now. That's how you get your energy up. What? <laughs> what is? <laughs> what is that noise? Every now and then, when I'm feeling down and I need to go out on the town, I put my lips around around and then I just go whoop. <laughs> <laughs> joining us for the very first time. This is Icon or Ycon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one movie at a time. I am here, as always, with my dear, dear friend, the inappropriate nickname to my fictional ball player, Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ, how are you doing today? I am spectacular. <laughs> uh, I, I want to be an inappropriate nickname. I think that there are a lot of people in this world that don't aspire to enough, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, people that want to learn how to play the oboe. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that for, for me, being able to be an appropriate nickname um, is really is really what I'm looking for in life. So thank you for that, Andrew. You're very I'm welcome. I, I feel like we need to address the oboe in the room real quick before we move on. <laughs> we do need to address the oboe <laughs> in the room. Yes. <laughs> So uh, there is a recording session coming up on Thursday, and my roommate is playing a, it is a debut recording for an organization we work for, and uh, he's practicing, and he's going to sound fantastic. But if you hear Oboe poking in and out of this episode, it's because he's in the next room working it out, and we are being very, very supportive because he's going to sound brilliant. Yeah, and it's always good um, when you can't have the vibrator in the next room to have an Oboe. What? Remember that play, the vibrator play, or what's going on in the next room or something? Vaguely, it was a play. It was a play. Maybe another $10 bet. Maybe another $10 bet. Maybe. I could use a 20 today. I could use a 20. <laughs> uh, we should For those of you who don't know, Andrew just <laughs> lost another $10 to me on Too Legit to Quit being by uh, Oakland native MC Hammer. I didn't know it was by MC Hammer. I didn't remember. Well, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But you know what I do remember is uh, the first time that I saw the movie, this week's movie, um, you know, back in the day, probably like 1988, 89, mm-hmm. uh, watched this movie for the first time, loved it. And it was very inappropriate for me at that young of an age to be watching it. But I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that we are introducing a new trilogy this week, a new universe that uh, I've, I've dreamt up in my brain. <laughs> uh, it's the Costnerverse. The Costnerverse. It's the Costnerverse. It. It's Kevin Costner's baseball films, uh, and it, it starts this week with Bull Durham. Beautiful movie, beautiful movie. I, I think when I saw it, I was too young to really appreciate how much it nailed it. It's a great film. It is. It's a spectacular film. It's spectacular on all of the levels: character, story, writing, music, everything. It, yeah. it fucking it nails it, man. There's um there's there's a lot there's a lot to talk about with this film, you know, not just from a oh I really liked it or oh this was stupid. Like there's a lot going on who here. Who's that? Oh, that's just a stupid <laughs> internet film critic who thinks they know more than anything. Eh. And they go, eh. <laughs> I, I don't even know <laughs> what's happening today. But uh, you know, I think it'll be good. Uh let's dive in, shall we? Let's do it. Let's this, do it. This opening narration with Susan Sarandon, with first of all, it's it's the you hear the singer in the back of me like yes, and like Susan Sarandon nails this opening monologue about baseball being her religion, and it sets the whole thing in motion because we're watching this film through this woman's eyes, but this woman is in such a unique position. I'll say in in relation to baseball and these boys that she supports. And she's kind of a, a, a a new baseball player muse. She really is. She really is. She's a doer. You know, she just, she sees something and she wants to fix it. She grew up with the game. Now there's a deleted scene Uh. uh, where she meets uh, former Yankees catcher Thurman Munson who died in a plane crash. And then, you know, at the end credits, yeah. it zooms in on that person's face. That's Thurman Munson. 
Okay. So it was it was Thurman Munson that introduced her to baseball and, and where she first got to love the game. But apparently that that scene didn't test well. Okay. Um, you know, but it, it was it was that interaction that gave her that gave her the love of baseball. And I'm going to go back to the opening for a minute. All of those pictures are of famous baseball players, mm-hmm. right? So like the the casual uh, moviegoer may not clock those. But of course, me being the obsessive baseball fan, I'm like, yes, let's go. I forgot these were here. I'm excited to see them. It's awesome. Uh, I love the whole thing, the whole conceit that she selects one promising up and comer and she will eventually have sex with him. Like she engages in a sexual relationship with them, but she like sort of guides them. She gives them notes during their training. Like she, she sort of cultivates their talent. And what's funny is she's kind of our MacGuffin into meeting nuke, but the organization has also sent Kevin Costner's crash to bring up nuke. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the 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 team, you know, the organization is is the one that you know we should be worried about. Uh, they don't, they may not know that Millie Annie is here, yeah, right, to, uh, to 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 make him better. But I love that she says, you know, every baller that I've ever slept with had the year of his life. But of course, I'd never sleep with anybody hitting below two fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, you know, it's she, so funny. She's very particular about the ones that you know she allows into her life. Um, but it's interesting, you know, she has this she has this need for control. She does. Right? Like it's it's a very very interesting thing and here comes Crash, you know, who's on his last legs. He's been he's had his AAA contract bought out. He's now been sent down to A ball just to babysit. You know, yeah. just to teach this kid who's got the million dollar arm and a 10 cent head. They say five cent head. Five cent head, I'm, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that like the standard cliche is 10 cent head. Not in this movie. Not in this movie. Yeah, they say Not it a few movie. times actually. Um, and, you know, you got to love you got to love Crash Davis's style of being like, OK, you know what? The, whatever this guy's weakness is, I'm going to exploit it. Yeah. Right. Like right from the start. He's like, yeah, go ahead. You want to hit me? I don't I don't ever throw the first punch. OK, hit me with a baseball, something I know you can't do. Yeah. Right. And then and then he does. Sure enough, he throws the ball through the window. Then he punches him out and he says, I'm Crash Davis. I'm your new catcher. And there's your first lesson, motherfucker. He doesn't it's, say motherfucker. He doesn't say motherfucker. But it, it's it's so good. Um, Kevin Costner, the way he enters the scene, I'm the player yet to be named. Player to be named later. Player to be named later. That's what it is. Yep. So good. He's so handsome in this movie. No, this is this is one of the most attractive men that has ever graced us with his presence. He's so handsome in this movie. Yeah. And what's funny is they're treating him like he's over the hill. He's wholly 33 when he films this movie. That's right. And, and Tim Robbins is like 28, 29. Yeah. But yet, but yet they look like they're... Age a dec- you know, decades apart. They look like they're decades apart somehow. Yeah. Tim Robbins also so cute. Young Tim Robbins. Yeah, twenty nine year old Tim Robbins who yeah. looks who looks like he's nineteen twenty. Yeah. Right. He's just really tall and skinny. Yeah. Yeah, but in very good shape. He Fantastic got ready for the role. Shape. Yeah. He got he ready looks, for the role. Yep. He looks great. They all look like ball players. It's a great cast. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Do you know Anthony Michael Hall was up for this role originally? I did for the read role that. Nuke Lelouch. I did read that. Yep. And Tim think, Robbins was like, no, I got to have it. I got to have it. Do you think about yourself when you hear Lelouch? Because I did. I was watching it. Oh, I was like. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I, I, I really was, you know, when I was playing baseball in the uh, the Manchester Little League back mm. in the day, you know, I, I tried to get kids to call me Nuke, um, but they all called me. They all called me Pudge. <laughs> Which, which in the baseball sense was a really nice thing, right? Because there's there's Carlton Ustremski, uh, Carlton Ustremski, Carlton Fisk, and Yvonne Rodriguez both had the nickname Pudge. Okay, um, but you know I didn't really have that nickname for my my baseball acumen. It was more because I was fat. Yeah, kids are fucking mean, man. Kids are mean. Kids are yeah. mean. These were some of my dearest friends, even to this day. Did I meet them at the wedding? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this weird love triangle, right? And I yes. think that's where we get one of the most iconic scenes. And it kind of sets up the whole back end of the movie. The way he delivers that to her and she's all flustered by it. 
when he's it's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out. You don't have to choose because I'm not interested in anyone that's interested in him. Yeah. Yeah, no, and we, right before he says that, with that that speech that he gives, that monologue, things so that he believes good. in. Yep. Yeah, no question. It's no question. No, we've gotten rid of the AstroTurf, uh, but unfortunately, it looks like the designated hitter is here to stay. Uh, well, boo. What'd you call me? I didn't call you anything. Um, he said, well, boo. I know. I know, Come on, man. Keep I up. Know, Keep up. You, and you said I needed more energy. Jesus. Oh, my God. Wait. Are we having an energy off now? Get this guy an amphetamine, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so let's talk about Crash, because I really love this character. I love that he has kind of uh, a little bit of baggage. You Got know, a lot he, of baggage. He had his 21 days in the show. Greatest yep. days of his life. Three weeks. Greatest days. Yeah. Yeah. Three no weeks, question. Never got back up there. Nope. For one reason or another. Yeah. No, my expect. I I expect he wasn't big enough. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, he could hit. He probably could hit minor league pitching. Mm. But for me, just looking at him as a catcher, that stature in that in that uh, time period. Yeah. I don't think he was big enough. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's what I would say would be the reason that that he probably d- wasn't able to hang around. Because he loves the game, like he's oh, he loves the game. He's very smart. You know, he's he's like a typical lifer. Yeah. You know, he knows what's up. I mean, there's there's millions of people out there that could that could be baseball managers that have the knowledge of the game, maybe have a little bit of skill, right? But like to be a major league baseball player, you have to be an elite athlete. Yeah. That's that's the difference. Is that Nuke is an elite athlete. And Costner uh, Davis is just a really good ball player. Yeah, you know who was never going to be able to to get to, to stay in the bigs, which is fascinating because it kind of reminded me of uh, the MacGuffin for Major League back to the minors. Sure, very very similar of like putting a player out to pasture to like bring up somebody that's really going to make it. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and it happens all the time. I mean, the the writer of this film, you know, he said he watched it firsthand when he was in the Baltimore Orioles organization. Oh wow, and that's where that's where he got the inspiration. Yeah, this guy, uh, he was a, he was a minor league pitcher. He was in the Orioles organization. He played till he was about twenty six, twenty seven, and then, and then hung it up. But yeah, he he saw it happen. He saw, you know, an older player get sent down to to take care of a young guy coming up. Wow, that's fascinating. You know what else is fascinating? That this movie, in a way that Major League doesn't, this movie really makes a meal out of the concept that these people are just ball players. Like that's this is what they do, this is who they are, and they have their own approach to it. And so just like I love how Crash is very effective in knowing how to deal with people. And how right. people tick, and he can read the players on the field, so he knows when to sell out Crash, or nuke. he knows when to sell out Nuke to the batter. He yep. knows when to how to get into the batter's head too. Yep. Like when he was just like throw it at the mascot, throw it at the mascot, so I can tell him, I don't know where it's gonna go, and it'll wig him out. Like, yep. It, it's it's a very cool character, and it's a cool concept because Nuke is actually also very committed to the game, but he's committed to like the fame factor of the game, and he already loves that he's kind of a minor celebrity. He's yeah. sleeping, sleeping with girls three minutes before his professional debut. You know, he right. thinks he's already made it. Drives a Porsche. Drives a Porsche. The ego is out of control. Yeah. But he does love the game and love the craft. Oh, no question. So much yeah. so that, that when his game starts turning around, he makes sure to find Crash and thank him. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that scene where he uh, where he shakes him off. It's the second time Crash tells him out. He shakes him off. You know, what, why does he want? Why does he want me to throw him a curveball? And Crash said, "Oh, he's shaking me off." Here, here comes the deuce. When you speak of me, speak of me fondly. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Then he hits. He hits the ball three hundred. You know, a country mile. Then, then Crash comes out. He's like, boy, you know, you really got a hold of that one. He said, you told him that I was going to do that. He said, sure did. Then he goes back down, and then I love the next shot where, where uh, Nuke is just, like, nodding his head up and down, like, yeah, I get it now. I get it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an iconic shot. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's so true. You know, it's, it's that pitcher-catcher relationship. It's called the battery. Yeah. Right. Uh, and when you, when you have two guys that are in sync and really working like that, like, it can be – magical yeah you, know, you, you think of Koufax and Drysdale with 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 Roy Campanella 
uh, you know, you think of Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright in St. Louis, like just when there's two guys that just get each other and, 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 and are on the same page, that's where the magic happens, man. I love it. It's cool. The more I get to know about baseball, the more I'm really like excited by it and, and the inner workings of it. Because I did not know that that relationship – I've always seen them go up to the mound and talk about shit. I didn't know it goes down like that. Um, I love – speaking of talking about shit, when that whole scene where, where he like labels all of their problems that they're having, like it's, they're yeah. all around there. Yeah, we're going that's, through a lot of shit here, man. That's so funny. And the yeah, way he very, just chimes in, he's just like, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, can you X, Y, Z? I think candlesticks are always nice. Robert yeah. Wool here Robert Wool, with, yeah. a, with a very underrated performance. Candlesticks uh, are fantastic. always a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> this movie. Everybody, I mean, everybody really shows up. Like this is oh, this yeah. is some great casting. Uh, you know, the the acting in this in this film is is really really top notch. Oh yeah, um, it's fascinating. Also, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but like something that really like made me sad was like the last thirty or so minutes. Like, because it's it's fun and there's like this huge buildup and usually these sports movies end in this like big culminating game. I mean, the last three, well, the two of the last three we watched had a big <laughs> culminating game. Um, but there was no big culminating game. And I think I'm wondering your thought on this because it's, the movie's not really about the game. The movie's about the life that surrounds the game. Yes, absolutely. I thought that was so cool. This is this is typical, man. This is this is real. And, you know, I got to say of of all of the sports movies that I've seen, this is the one that paints the picture the most accurate. Really? Him throwing at the mascot aside. Mm -hmm. Right. Because a picture that that's that wild, they're going to have a hard time hanging around. Yeah. Um. But no, to your point, it's it's so fascinating because that's what minor league baseball is. You know, you talk you talk to any minor league uh, president or marketing manager. You know, they they don't ever sell the players, right? They try to mm. sell the experience because of what the the nature of minor league baseball is. These guys are in for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, and then they're out. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a a breeding ground so you know you do lose your star player halfway through the season you do lose guys that get moved up and down uh and they're you know oftentimes that big culminating game doesn't happen yeah because because that's not the that's not the that's not the reason they're there yeah right the reason that these teams exist is to develop players for the big team and feed them into the big team that's right fascinating i knew none of this it's really really cool it's really cool. The movie's kind of a downer at the end, don't you think? At the very end? Yeah. I mean, you think they they end up, they end up together? I guess, but like, it, it, it's the whole thing. Like, I feel so bad. I guess I'm supposed to. I guess that's effective filmmaking. Like, Crash's reaction to Nuke getting moved up made me so sad. Okay, so that that part of the movie, that not that's not like the end to end. That's like the that's sort of the climax. Yeah. So that that reaction when he kind of turns on him a little bit. Well, that, that's jealousy. Yeah. That's that's just natural. Yeah. But like it didn't it it seemed a little bit out of character. I didn't I thought he was too cool for that. I guess he's not. I guess that's part well, of what's interesting about him. He was drunk. Yeah. He was drunk and, you know, um, yeah, it is a little, there's a little bit of a wonkiness to it, um, given, you know, everything that he's done for him so far. Yeah. And, well, and just how unfazed be. he is by anything. Like, yeah. Well, he's also in a bad mood, right? Because he got, did he get, does he get cut before that scene or after? He gets cut after that. He gets cut after. It's yeah, a one-two so punch. It's a little, yeah, it is a little out of character. Um, but at the same time, you know, he does teach him one last lesson. He does. You know, about when you lose your cool, make sure you don't hit, hit him with your pitching hand. And then they have the nice moment in the locker room where they really, you know, come together. They do. So they do. And that's very that's sweet. nice. But, but then he gets fired. And that hurts my heart. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's the reality of the game, son. I mean, he's there to take care of Nuke and he did his job. Yeah. And now they got to get somebody else in there so that they can keep developing talent for the big club. Man. So – 
I get a little. And that's confused. that's what's great about. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's what's fantastic. It's like this is real. This is yeah. this is the the reality of professional sports. You know, and and minor league baseball in particular. That's it's it's a really cool industry. But how cruel? I guess I guess. I guess every industry is a little Well, you know cool what's really way. great about it, Andrew, is right. that it is actually fucking merit-based. Ah. <laughs> you produce, yeah. you keep your head on straight, you stay out of trouble, relatively speaking. Uh-huh. You'll have a job. Yeah. You know, you don't produce, you act like a fucking asshole, you rock the boat, you're out. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's wild. It's wild. So... This whole back end of it, explain this to me. So he finally so nukes out of the picture and crashes, yep. f- let go of his contract. And they're That's like, right. May- maybe there's a coach, you know, maybe there's a managing job. Next year. Next year. Yeah. Like, they just kind of hang him out to dry yep. after they bought out his contract. Yep. They bought out his AAA contract his AAA and contract. sent him down to A-ball. Yeah. And yeah, then said, we're good. We're releasing you from your contract. He probably gets paid for it. Most major league, most baseball contracts are guaranteed. Okay, but still, that's that's insulting, right? But then this leaves it open to for him to consummate his relationship with Annie, which they slow burn throughout the entire movie. It's beautifully it, done. It's so good, and and Annie is she has a code. She's with Nuke, and and her her season is to guide Nuke to the majors. Yeah. And what's beautiful, we haven't spent spent enough time talking about Susan Sarandon's performance. Oh, because magical. It's so good. She's she's reading him poetry. She's doing all her weird things. She's getting him to wear the garters. She's doing her tricks. She, she's giving them notes. Yep. She sends Kevin Costner a note, and he writes back, I want to make love to you. He like, actually wrote back, hey, uh, do you want to fuck? Yeah. If you look closely. Yeah, I saw and it. Then, and then Millie translates it Yeah. into something a little bit more debutant. Yeah. It's not the right word. But, like, their chemistry is off the charts. Oh, yeah. But they never do it. Nope. And he starts convincing Nuke to not sleep with her. To yes, keep his- but, but it's, he's not convincing Nuke to not sleep with her. He's convincing Nuke to keep his streak. Yes. And there's a difference. Explain this to me. There's a difference. It's superstition, man. Really? There's there's this great video on Instagram. This baseball player, not like a major league or anything, just a random guy. It starts out, you know, it's the TikTok thing these days. I'm not going to explain it to you because I'm, I get in trouble for that. You send me reels every but morning. I do send you reels. <laughs> um, hey, there's this new thing called TikTok. But anyway, <laughs> it, it opens with, if she knows what's wrong with this video, she's the one. Okay, mm. and it's, a, it's a baseball player running out onto a field, and he steps on the white line and continues running. That's it. That's the whole video. That's the video? What's, what's wrong with that? Don't You're step on the white line? You're supposed to don't step on the line. Jump over the line. That's part of baseball superstition, right? So when a guy's throwing a no-hitter, when a pitcher is throwing a no-hitter, from the fifth inning on, you look in the dugout, no one's sitting near him. You don't want to mess with the juju, right? It's, it's like, think about Joe Boo. Wow. And everybody has these sort of things that they do. So they're on the bus and Nuke says, you know, I haven't been sleeping with her. Maybe I'll just do it. Yeah. Right. And I really feel like I honestly believe that the intention of the filmmaker and the intention of the character in that moment is not for her, him to not fuck her. It's don't for him to keep his streak. Don't yeah. break the streak and do whatever you do. And that's why it's so beautiful when she goes over after he turns her down and she's like, you made him not do this. And he's like, no, I made him do this. Yeah. Right? And and I think you're the one who's being selfish here, lady. And that's when she can finally admit that he she wants him. Yeah. Right? It's it's gorgeous. It's because she knows and he says to her, you should know that. Of all people, you should know that. Yeah. You should know that what's wrong with that video is that the guy stepped on the white line. Yeah. And that's when she's finally able to be like, Oh my God, I don't want to have this rule anymore. I want you. And he's like, meh. Yeah. He's so cool. He's so cool. No, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing movie. So Susan Sarandon, she has this whole moment, and now that Crash has been liberated from his contract, he goes to her, and they just do it. They like bone all weekend. Oh yeah, like, and he's able to snap the garter because he's got experience. Oh yeah. Oh my god, and her reaction to that because they made such yeah. a big deal out of it. But but like Nuke is the not smoothest. Like he's just trying to get naked, get in there and get out. Like he's the worst. Yeah, yeah he's 19, 20 year old kid. Yeah. 
and crashes a man. And she's That's like, right. and she's like here for it. So then he goes and he gets another job. Yep, because he wants to he wants to finish he wants to finish his record. He wants to break yeah. that record. You know, he says he doesn't want any attention for it, but as a proud ball player, he knows if he's close, he's got to go for it. Yeah, and I think he also knows that he's about to get put out to pasture. Well, sure. I mean, he 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 was going to quit in the beginning. Oh yeah. You know, he was saying he was too old for it. Yeah, I got a question for you. Like, do you think that? When he comes back, when he decides – this is at the beginning now, not the end. Yeah. When he decides to stay and teach Nuke, do you think it's about Nuke or do you think it's about his love of the game? I think it's about his love of the game because the way they – and I think the coach knows that because the way he pitches, he's like, you get to play every day. Yeah. Yeah, you get to get, get, get paid to do this for yeah. the love of the game. Yeah. For the love of the game. For the love of the game. A later Kevin Costner baseball feature. That's in the Costnerverse. Yes, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what the studio <laughs> says. This is the Costnerverse. It's the Costnerverse. I like it. Hashtag restore the Costnerverse. So, like, he gets another job, breaks his record, and then goes back to her. Yep. And, and her whole speech to him, she's like, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Right. Because she just wants him. She just wants him. She's letting go. Yeah. Right? And then, like, the next scene... They're dancing or, or no, the next scene she's tied up yeah, and he's painting her toenails and she is getting more pleasure out of that than any sex scene we've seen her in so far. Oh yeah. It's fantastic fucking filmmaking, screenwriting and filmmaking. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The characters are interesting. The conceit is interesting. Um, I, I, I really, I really love it. So, so do we think they get a happy ending? And now, now that I'm talking it out with you, it is less sad. I just kind of, I really wanted a big culminating game and a big like moment for him, but it's just not. Yeah, no, it's just not. What it's they just not meant to do. It's just yeah, and it's just not meant to be. I mean, you know, I I feel like in the sequel, and I'm hoping I'm not ruining your bonus question, but I feel like in the sequel of their of their of these people, mm-hmm. he goes to Vesalia, he starts managing in the minor leagues, and then he eventually gets to the big leagues as a manager. As a manager. And it he's seems super, to be what his gift is. Super successful and he wins he wins a World Series, maybe two. Yeah. You know? And and he yeah, and it, they do. They do end up happily ever after. They sell that huge house that she can somehow afford on a part time student teacher salary um wait you know that's such a, that's such a great <laughs> moment when he's like what do you even do do you have what a do you, job do you have a job <laughs> that was so Who funny we, we were all wondering it like what yeah she has this what? she's built this whole network around that that ball club like yeah yeah a, a single a team in durham north carolina yeah she loves them hilarious well and even robert wool brings it up when he's like oh Andy sent you a note i mean it's always a player's best year if he's sleeping with Annie. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. They yeah, know yeah. her. They know her. Yeah. yeah. No, she's and she's fantastic. And, you know, this movie gave us Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Wait, that's right. This is where they met. I didn't even put that together because they've been apart for so long. Yeah. They'll wow. be going on 12 years now since they, yeah. got, since they split. But, yeah, I mean, they, that was like that, they're, they're Hollywood power couple royalty, man. Wow. Yep. The chemistry was off the charts for all of them. They were, and they, everybody was firing on all cylinders. It was such a good movie. And I, like I said before, I think I was too young to get it. I was watching it last night. I was like, this is great. <laughs> it's a great film. So great. So great. And I always I always forget that there's no one in the movie named Bull Durham. No. Yes. You know? Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? When he said, um, uh, what, is, what did he say? A player to be named? Player to be named later. That's sometimes in Major League Baseball, there's a trade yeah. where like – I'll take your contract and then I'll just promise to give you a player at a later date. Yeah. And it'll be some, you know, washed up has been or never will be. Yeah. A player to be named later. Yeah. Uh, I thought for sure he was going to say that his name was Bull Durham, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. They're the Durham Bulls. The Durham Bulls. Yeah. yeah. And Bull Durham Tobacco, I think, is where that all that all came from. Hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a solid movie. I think we should take a break, though. Let's take a break. You know, CJ, this is one of our pandemic traditions that I'm so glad we were super consistent with because I really am starting to see the results of all of our work on this podcast. It's pretty great. 
Now, where are you seeing results, Andrew? Like in your midsection, um, like in your your chest area. Where where are the results happening best for you? Because I could use some. Listen, my chest area is on fire, but really, it's because my heart is so full from all the engagement we've been getting on our social media. I mean, I'm talking oh, to I'm talking to people absolutely. on the Instagram. I'm talking to people on the Twitter, and I want to do more of it. The 18 listeners have really started to engage. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you. Uh, we're very excited to have you. Yeah, so I think that, Andrew, where can where can the people who may be 19, 20, 21, where can they find us? Listen, at Icon or Ycon, both on Twitter and Instagram. And we have gotten way more active than we ever were. So remember those 15 episodes where we kind of lied to you about communicating with us? They're, it's true now. We're actually there, and we want to hear from you. So I say go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Log on, log in, trip out. <laughs> back to the show. And we're back. We are. What was that? Hard to say. <laughs> I feel I feel I feel like I watched like the idea start and then you just committed like you were like yeah. and it just kind of like withered away. Yeah. That I'm, that's happened to me a lot. <laughs> I'm excited by it though. Like I really I really um I feel like I was witnessing a private moment. And I, I I've been moved and inspired by Great. by said moment. Thank God someone yeah. is. Here we go. Well, and in the process of being moved and inspired, I was thinking we gave kind of a, a love fest about the movie. I think we need to explore oh, yeah. all sides of this argument. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, and it's become a weekly thing that I pretend like we should set up this brand new segment called Ephemeral Questions. Uh-huh. It's not brand new. Uh-huh. It's not. It happens every time. Every single time. But I think we yeah. should do it. Are you are you are you asking me that or you really are you telling me that you want to know what worked what did not work <laughs> may I make a suggestion to find your island ask ephemeral questions <laughs> Wait that first of all the rhyme scheme was flawless Yeah yeah, because what? And then I said, not work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That was very, very good. I really, really liked it. What was that tune? Try a Little Tenderness, the one oh. that he sings in the band, in the <laughs> bus, like, rather. When he's like, no one's wooly. She gets wooly. Yeah. Sometimes she <laughs> gets wooly. wooly. <laughs> <laughs> She's got stress. It's, it's, it's weary. It's weary. Okay? She doesn't have stress. She wears a tattered dress. I hate it when people get the words wrong. That was a phenomenal moment in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, among so many. So among many so many. All right. So, CJ, what worked for you? Well, I mean, God. There's so much. There's there really so, so much. There is so much. But I think, you know, um, for me, just the authenticity of minor league baseball uh, and really like baseball in general. I mean, you got Max Packin, the clown prince of baseball. That's a real person. Oh, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. Great story about him. Okay. He's pitching in the minor leagues in like the 40s maybe late thirties. I don't know. Somehow he's pitching against Joe DiMaggio. It might've been in the major leagues. DiMaggio hits a ball that hasn't landed yet. Patkin chases him around the bases. And that's how he started. Like that's how he transitioned into being like the crazy clown prince of baseball. Really? Really? Just from being weird during a game. Just from being weird during a game. Now I wasn't there. I read this on the interweb, but I believe it. Um, the 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 radio announcer doing the away games with the yeah it's like I mean I really believe that that happened um, and just you know just the guys the rubbing chicken bones on the bat you know like the manager scaring them in the shower uh, we had some full frontal nudity I don't know if you noticed like uh, Mr Weiner kind of peeked out from underneath that towel I was like oh, okay nineteen eighty eight well yeah. done oh, well the movie's done. very sexual. Oh, it's so sexual. It's very, very sexual, um, yeah. But not um, ex- exploitive. We'll talk about that later. Continue. Okay, great. Yeah, um, yeah no, just for – so for me being, you know, the the baseball-obsessed guy that I am, I think that the baseball aspect of this movie and the way that, you know, it, it was such an, uh, an integral part of the film – um, but it really was like a supporting character, like you mentioned a little bit. And I just, I just love that. Yeah. 
think that, you know, for anybody that wants to learn a little bit about the game or, you know, just sort of like you're missing the game in the middle of winter, like throw on Bull Durham because it's quintessential. It's so as good. good. As it, gets. it was so yeah. satisfying. I was very, yeah. very pleasantly surprised by it. Absolutely. Uh, you want to tell me? You want to tell me and and the eighteen what worked for you? Susan Sarandon, man. <laughs> yeah. Susan Sarandon, because it's it's as as effective and as successful as this movie is. This movie doesn't happen without Annie. No, definitely it, not. It doesn't. It doesn't. And she evaporates for twenty whole minutes at a time. But her right. her presence is so significant in this movie, and that ever present. That opening monologue alone is somebody's special award. Like the way she delivered that opening monologue. Yeah. She was insane. And the way she reacts to these silly boys. Yeah, no, I mean this 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 woman is this woman has been around, um, literally. Yeah. And, but but you know, she's not a slut. No stretch of the imagination. There's there's nothing dirty or, you know, um un what's the word? Just about her. Yeah. Like, like she's just amazing. Like she's an integral part of, of this team, this organization and these people's lives, Yeah, you know, and when, without her, like they would, it would just be another run of the mill baseball team, but she makes it go, man. Like she's, she's absolutely critical. Do you think, do you think her protege getting married helps her sort of, entertain the idea of being with crash does it kick her down the line a little bit maybe maybe yeah i like that i think uh i I love that i love that the side stories too right the guy that's that's gone over 16 and then he's out and you know the manager trying to like get them to play better and the chicken bones and you know everything like that i think that the side stories are so excellently woven in not a distraction underdeveloped but it doesn't matter because they're you're, just there to sort of like be little vignettes you're focusing on something else but they're yeah, there and they're worth but it but that one in that one in particular with her ending up with the religious guy yeah i think that absolutely could be you know sort of uh pivotal to to annie deciding that you know, maybe this life isn't for me. Well, it's, it's, I only think about that. Because, or I want a different, or I want, want something I want different. Out of it. I only yeah. thought about that because Annie specifically asked her when she knew. She's like, yeah. oh, well, I thought about five hours. We just kind yeah. of. How, how long did you all spend together before yeah. you got engaged? That was, yeah. yeah. Ooh, it was so good because, yeah. because Annie has been struggling with admitting how she feels about Crash. Oh, definitely. And, and, definitely. And, and that Crash is the first guy to really like get her. They're both yeah. kind of world weary, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, he crashes it himself. I mean, the reason she picked Nuke was that she could boss him around. Yeah. She could she could be in control. Yeah. Know? When she's crying at the end, too. Like, she finally gets super vulnerable with him. Oh, gosh. And he's like, listen, let's just not talk about baseball right now. Delicious. It's so good. But, yeah, she's what worked for me. I thought she was incredible. Yeah. What did not work for you? You have I mean, to pick something. I do have to pick something. As a as a film, I, I don't have any issues. Yeah. Everything works, man. It's um, really well put together. It's so well put together. I'm so now I'm gonna nit I'm gonna nitpick. Do it. I'm gonna nitpick. Um they play again, they play take me out to the fucking ball game <laughs> before the game. Yeah. Like this guy who wrote this movie was a ball player, man. Like he, this is that's sacrilege. You can't play that until the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I um, do in my little research. He's written and directed several successful sports movies. Oh yeah, I mean he he's in this his bio the- that I read. Like he would he would play baseball in the afternoon and then he spent all night at the movies. Yeah, that's his like thing. He's he's like he's like me. Just like Basically. loves loves sports, <laughs> loves movies, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I'm a sports fan and a good one, but Bull Durham is a movie that I could never write. <laughs> um, back to what didn't work. So they're playing the Suns yeah. in the beginning, uh, and the voiceover track, the ADR for now batting for the blah 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 White Sox. I was like, oh, that's a that's a mistake. Mm. So that necessarily didn't didn't you know that wasn't something that necessarily didn't work but was an error okay uh e e e screenwriter 
Um, and then the biggest thing for me that didn't work in this movie um, is that he's in A-ball. Mm-hmm. And guys don't make the jump from A-ball to the major leagues. Oh, they have to go up to AAA first. Got to go through the system, at least to AA. Yeah. Got to go through the system. You can't, he wouldn't, and, and he wouldn't, I mean, what was he played half a season? Yeah. You know, that wouldn't happen. Okay. Um, I understand why it needed to happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there could have been something I would have liked. I would have liked, you know, I'm going up or I was down before, right? Like, just give me another level. But again, at the time of filming, the Durham Bulls, who are now a AAA organization for the Tampa oh. Bay Rays. Um, yeah, they were they were able in the Carolina League. So I get it. Um, OK. Yeah. But again, I mean, I'm 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 freaking nitpicking here, man. Uh, what, 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 I'm in a loop. I'm in a loop. Oh my gosh. Been, I'm in a loop. Yeah. Are you Jesus. okay? God, that happens a lot. S- sip some water. Go I for it. Really sh- I really should see someone about that. Uh, what grind, what ground your gears? <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. And it doesn't make any fucking sense. So of course I couldn't say it. That's, no. that's, that's psychosis 101. <laughs> uh, it's, I already talked about it a little bit. It's Crash's jealous turn. I didn't get it. Okay. I didn't get it, and he has been so unflappable the whole time that the the, the fact that it would be something like jealousy mm. to be the thing that 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 fractures him a little bit. Mm. I, I think I would have loved to see those two things reshuffled. I think okay. I think the one-two punch of him getting fired and finding out that he's going up, and then him telling him makes that scene pay off. I'm, yeah, I think. But that's I my gotcha. own. That's that's it's a total nitpick because I was just like, oh, that's weird, and it hurts my heart a little bit. And then the rest of the movie happened, and I was like, I love it. So, gotcha. but yeah, that's it. Does this I movie see. make your desert island top five, CJ? One hundred percent. It better. It's fucking great. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh my god, this, I want to watch it again movie. right now. Yeah, I watched it twice yesterday. It's so good. Twice. <laughs> it's so good. Because I put it on halfway through. I was like, oh, my God, I love this so much. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. It's so well written. It's so well directed. It's so well acted. It's so well baseballed. Um, it, you know, it's, it's got everything. It, 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 and, it, and, it, and it holds up, man. I mean, there are very few things in this film that are cringy, right? Like, it's, it's very so well put together. Um, especially for when it came out, for when it came out, it could have been way more misogynistic and racist. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And nobody would have batted an eye because that's what cinema was in the late eighties. Do you know? Like I I was watching, I was like, what an entertaining, well put together, fun movie that tugs on my heart a little bit. Yeah. I I feel like to be 100% accurate, we could have had a few more African-American ballplayers. Well, Absolutely. Because even back then, I mean, more there were more African Americans playing baseball than there are now, um, which is an unfortunate thing that the the league and the game is trying to correct with um, programs like RBI, which is uh, reviving baseball in inner cities. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, yeah, it's because exciting. you know a lot. Yeah, a lot of young African American athletes are going to go for football. They're going to go for basketball because they can get to the bigs quicker, get the get the bigger contract quicker. Baseball is more of a process. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, a few more, a little more representation, uh, you know, would have been good. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, man, I mean, it's just, just a perfect, perfect movie. All right. Bonus question. You ready? Yeah. This movie is being made this year. Who plays crash? This movie. Yes. Being made this year. Yes. Who plays crash Davis? Yep. Chris Evans. Wow. Chris Evans would be a perfect crash. Chris Evans. It's time for him to do something meaty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dramatic. Yeah. Right. With, but he's funny too. Like, so he, I think he could definitely pull it off and he's getting, he's getting about to be the right age. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. Give me Chris Evans for a thousand. I like that. I see your Chris Evans. Yeah. And I raise you a Pedro Pascal. <laughs> oh, stop. He'd be great. Wow. Pedro oh, yeah, Pascal would. would be a great crash. I want to see Pedro Pascal in 
the uniform and the catcher's gear right now. Someone Photoshop that. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Someone Photoshop that and get that onto our Instagram page immediately, please. Thank I would you. love that. Yes, please. That is fan. Because I thought about that. I was just like, oh, he'd be so good. Yeah, he'd be great. He's so good. All right, CJ, it's time for your special award. Okay, well, my special award's a little different okay. this week. Okay. Uh, my special award is the uh, hashtag release the Shelton Cut Award. Oh, okay. I think that that scene that they cut with Annie meeting Thurman Munson is so important for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand that we don't need a backstory for everything, right? Like look at, look at all the movies that are just backstories, right? Uh, We don't need it. We don't need to know why, you know, Shmi Skywalker, but whatever, right? Yeah, we don't need it's it. Fine. Yeah, it's but, fine. but I think that in the in the context of baseball, Thurman Munson was such an, was such a wonderful and important figure in the history of the game, and for her to develop her love of the game because of that interaction, I think that that would have added a whole other layer to her character that would have been really really great for audiences to, to experience and for Thurman's legacy to live on. You know, I mean, this guy was like the quintessential catcher in baseball played for the Yankees, tough as nails. Um, and then at the end, it would have made sense why we were zooming in on the picture of Thurman yeah. Munson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? yeah I feel So that. it would have, it would have just been a wonderful bow. Um, so the hashtag restore the release, the Shelton cut, uh, is my special award for the week. I love it. Do you know where that Thurman Munson scene is supposed to fall? I don't. Like, I don't. I would imagine. Like I like the idea of it, but like where does it fall? I would imagine. Fall? Yeah, I would imagine it's going to be somewhere near their first interaction, mm. right? Where she sort of is explaining who she is and how she came to be. Yeah, and it's like a little flashback um, moment. Yeah, I mean, I understand why it didn't test well, but then apparently they showed it again later and it did test well. So you like, can't I trust those it. things. It's, you can't trust yeah, those things. And you'd have to judge it, and it would really have to be you know well placed. But I think it would just be so important and, and add so much more to yeah. the uh, um, to the experience. Now, I would like to know what your special award is. Well, you almost touched on it about five minutes ago, and that's why I moved you along. <laughs> <laughs> My special award is the Sex Factor Award. Oh, the Sex Factor. Love it. Love it. Love it. Because this movie manages to be sexual, sexy, and very sex positive. Yep. Without being nasty or naughty, it doesn't nope. play it doesn't play anything for like the joke of it. Like they don't make a joke about her liking being tied up. It's not that's not like a, a naughty bad thing. Everything just sort of exists. Like yep. these people are sexual, and I love that. I, I love yep. that you're, you when you're in the in the locker room, the locker room scene. Those men are hot, but we're not. And you see some peen. You see a little peen, but they yep. don't. Not just the base. Yeah, not just the base. The whole thing. But you're not ogling the men. The scene doesn't become about ogling the men's bodies. No, like like other sports movies do, where like you sure. see the camera sort of like get the torso all up and down. Even Major yeah. League One sort of sexualized the men. Oh, no question. We talked like, about in, that. Yeah, mm. in in a big way. And this movie doesn't overtly sexualize anybody, but it does really represent everybody's sexual sexuality. And I yeah. love that about it. I was like, this is fucking hot. No, it's so what? good. Yeah. And they touch they touch on it right away, right when when Millie comes back and she had just been with Kra- or been with Nuke in the locker room, and she says, "I was lured," and and Annie's like, "You weren't lured. You took oh, yeah. response t- take responsibility for your actions." I, yeah, so right off the gate, I was like, "That's right great." So like that's that's what that's what the world that we live in, kids, and that's yeah. that's the world of this this film. So, and the way she describes what it was like sleeping with him, she's like, "It's kind of like his pitching, you know, a little all over the place." they're so they're so frank about it yeah and it's a little early in our history of of being sex positive cinematically for two ladies to be having this conversation that frankly oh yeah it's very cool it's very cool way ahead of its time and i I was really i was really impressed by it i think i know the answer to the final question but is this movie an icon or a wycon this movie was made for the word (laughs) icon yes no it's so good 
it's iconic on so many levels. It's iconic as a sports movie. It's iconic as a baseball thing. You know, like the damn Durham Bulls got a new stadium because of this movie. Really? Yeah, because all oh, the popularity just they shot up, right? Like everybody was really excited, and all of a sudden they're coming out to games. That bowl, that's mm. real. Really, right? that's a real thing. Hit bowl, win stake. Uh, you know, and this this is iconic as a movie, like in the in the in the pantheon of cinema, right? Like this is one of the best movies ever made. It's excellent. It's it's a one hundred and you know ten percent icon. You can't have more than a hundred percent. I understand that, but it's a cliche, and I'm going to use it. I think this one can. Um, also, yeah. just think about the star power that is helming this little baseball movie. Ooh. You got you got young Kevin Costner, you got young Susan Sarandon, you got baby Tim Robbins. You know what yep. I mean? Like these people are five years away from being mega stars. Yeah, I mean, in in just a year, like Kevin Costner is going to release Field of Dreams. Yeah, and that's going to be huge. Field of you Dreams know? catapults him. Like Kevin Costner is another one that low key has worked from the late '80s. From like '87 was No Way Out. So yeah, I maybe. Think, yeah, from like '88. Yeah, from 87 to, like, 2016, he doesn't have big gaps in his career. We just kind of forgot because we've lived in a, a Kevin Costner's ever-present environment. I mean, he's in Hidden Figures in 2016, right? The Highway Men. Yeah. That's 2019. I mean, he, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's still he's still he's, doing it. It's pretty awesome. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he, he was in The Big Chill as well. His yeah. scenes were deleted. Yes, he's the he is the friend that died. Yeah, yeah. Which is fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie's an icon. I loved it. Um, what's funny is I, I remember Field of Dreams very fondly, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous that it's not going to hold up, but I'm hopeful. Oh, sweetheart. You're gonna, hold up? You're going to ball. Yeah. Okay. You, you know you I got can't, feelings, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah. watch Field of Dreams without crying your fucking eyes out. I've always, it's like my goal every time I sit down to watch it. I'm like, this is the time. This is the time, this is yeah. The time where I'm not going to fall apart. Um, but yeah, no, you're going to, you're going to cry. I ve- uh, yeah, I was a kid when I saw it. I don't really remember all the details, but I remember loving it. But every now and then we revisit these movies and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, also, like, there's, it's about, it's about fathers and sons. I, I you're done. You're I'm finished. Already done. Everybody, wa- everybody watching along with us, you're done. I'd already forgotten about that part. All right. Well, I'm looking forward wailing. to it. Yeah. I'm for definitely sure. looking forward to it. Wait, and is Wait. Wait. Before our next episode, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to see a game. That's right. You are going to be taking a trip to City Field to see the Arizona Diamondbacks take on the New York Mets. And I believe that the best pitcher in baseball is going to be on the mound that day. Who's the best pitcher in baseball? Jacob DeGrom. Really? Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Number 48 in your program, number one in your heart, Jacob DeGrom. I didn't realize when you were like, do you want to go to a game that this game was going to happen in between Bull Durham and Field of Dreams for me? Oh, yeah. I'm like fully immersed. You're going to be inspired. No question. I can't wait. Oh, I I just have one one more thing that I need to say. Say it. The Last Jedi. Ah! Oh, we were so close. No, we're, we're never. So, nah, come on. Oh, uh, we were so close. Well, you know, the last shot I did need a redemption after Joe biffing it last week. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. You sure it's, did. The best part is our reaction. We're like, oh, we, we like Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's yeah. a great film. <laughs> Jesus. So good. We got to get you Joe back out mother? here. Yeah, no question. We'll get yeah. him. We'll get okay. him when we All wrap right, up cool. the Costnerverse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have plenty to say, I'm sure. All right, good sir. That about wraps it up for Icon or Wicon. I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. CJ LaRoche. And we'll see you next time. Next time. <laughs>